Live from the base camp of Silicon Slopes, this is Tech Tales. And now, your moderately talented but extremely attractive hosts, Cash and Jesse. Oh, Cash. We're back. <laughs> we are back, baby, and in a major way. This is my favorite time of the week. It is. It is nice. And I'm glad that our audience grows day by day. <laughs> Every hour, basically. <laughs> uh, so we got a Tech Tales Twitter now. Woo! <laughs> so, Big so, leak. Yeah, I mean, lots of Howard Stern, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, Tech Tales. Tech Tales. That's basically where we're at. <laughs> I feel like it's all going to go in that direction. <laughs> Blowing up. Yes, unbelievable. Um, anyways, so today we're swimming in a sea of sass. <laughs> I love it. And really just want to talk about all of the various SaaS solutions, you know, and for people that don't understand, like SaaS is obviously software as a service. And, um, oh boy, have, oh boy. Uh, have, has the market jumped it's onto these? Blown up, right? How many, how many SaaS companies do you think are out there today? Ooh, I don't even know how. Millions? I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean. And how many are? Think about many? all the companies that have the ending Lee. <laughs> Bookly, Condigly. <laughs> if you end with a Lee, odds of you being a SaaS solution, 100%. Hi. Hi. Very well. Yeah. And you think about how many possible tiny little SaaS things or big SaaS products one company consumes, it's exploded, right? It's massive. Yeah. So, I wonder what for, the average is 30, 40. I mean, it's got to be huge. Well, I mean, let's talk about your company, right? ZipTech. How many, how, like, A, you build SaaS software. Right. B, you're doing development, but you also, how many SaaS solutions do you think that you're paying for at this exact moment? <laughs> Over 20, for sure. <laughs> let me right, just, let's start let with me, design. Let me give you, yeah, let me give you a specific example. Okay. Just our design teams, just to collaborate and just to do design, you know, we've got the sketch, we've got the abstract to help with the branching, we've got Envision to help with the clickable prototypes. We've got Zeppelin to share the designs with the engineers. We've got, I mean, I'm not kidding. We've got five just to kind of get our design cue and that's just flowing. To show somebody else what a picture looks like? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So tons. I mean, it's unreal. And why do you think that you need all of them? Well, I think what's happened is in general, everybody's decided to become an expert at something small. So in order to nail the experience for a user, people have decided to not go really wide, right? And so they do one thing, they do it really well, buffer. All we do is tee up your social posts, put them in order, go to all the platforms. It's really simple, it's really small, do it really well. It's a massive company. So I think that's what generally people are doing when they build a SaaS product, is they're looking for a very specific need, they target that, and they just refine that out until it's really, really slick, right? easy to use, you know, the web version, the mobile version, like it's just a dream, right? So now, as they just don't solve very much. <laughs> so, well, it's like, so my thing as a commercial guy, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is like acquisition land, right? Because right. I want to start Jesse's Design Studio yeah. and just buy up five of those companies yeah, and sell them go. to you right. for one license. Roll it like, up. I mean, do you think that that's going to happen? I think some of it does. You know, markets tend to collapse and roll up and do different things. And it happens sort of naturally. You see... Um, you know, obviously, Salesforce does a ton of acquisitions, and they buy up like a little Chrome plugin. Yeah, there's by Tableau. I think yeah, reporting, and so you know, there's it is room for a lot of consolidation. But um, big companies don't innovate really well, and they don't move very quick. 
And so a great place for entrepreneurs is all of these smaller SaaS products. And then they kind of get consolidated and gobbled up. But then somebody else does one thing a little bit better. And so it just kind of recycles. Just kind of keeps going. Well, and I mean, obviously, you're on the bleeding edge, so to speak, because you're working in technology. But think about, you know, Joe Manufacturer or who's just trying to use, like, I like to always think about food truck guy. Right. Okay. Because food truck guy's got the bookly yeah. for the accounting. He's yeah. got a little square for his payment. Taking fees. his payment thing. He's got. I'm sure there's some kind of inventory management probably, type yeah, deal. Probably has something for his social. He's got to tell people where he's at on what days, and so he's probably managing six social accounts. And I mean, my man's got one truck and seventeen bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like. Everything has a membership. Right. Are typically these things, is this a year commitment? Is this a month to month? Like what's been your experience? Yeah, a lot of them are year commitments. They give you a discount. I would say bigger companies that know they're more, um, they're a little more sticky. They try to get you for the full year right up front. Some of them are, we'll give you a discount if you pay for the year. And a lot of the smaller ones are probably more month to month. You know, there's pretty straightforward, small price, get you engaged, keep you hooked. Yeah, so there's not really a standardization. It's just kind of yeah. Most of them month, some of them a year. Yeah, you know, I mean, as you're trying to run a business, like I don't know, like what what do you say to the person who's like, listen, I really like all of these different um, products and solutions, but this is a lot of yeah. just to manage. It's a lot to manage. And I don't even know. So I we think, even had an entrepreneur come to us who's like, I just want to build a. A SaaS product to manage your SaaS products. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? So he had what he called Sassified, which was just like you put in all of your SaaS products and it tells you when they expire and it tells you how much you're paying and how many licenses because it's extremely tricky within organizations now because you can just swipe a card and it doesn't go through like a huge procurement process. This is $12 a month. And yeah, so that's true. $12 a user. And so they kind of get you and you're doing all those things. But then it's like, we well, don't, you know, some kid just tried it out and he's not using it anymore. And so you could have dozens of things that were like kind of trials that went into a paid scenario that you're not even using. And so he literally was building a product to try to manage those. Are they being utilized? Um, how many licenses do you have? What are you paying? When do they expire? When are your licenses, you know, done? So it does become, a, you know, pretty tricky just to know like, Am I paying for a bunch of stuff I'm not even using anymore? It's really difficult to manage. Yeah, well, and the other thing is you have all of these different SaaS solutions, and they are trying to increase their own revenue. Right. And they know that a handful of their customers only have a couple people. Right. But guess what? I know you have a food truck. We'll sell you a block of 50 licenses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another place. Like, So we we also use QuickBooks. And they only sell you in chunks of like fives. Five. I'm like, I don't have 10 accounts. <laughs> You're kidding me. Why do I need to jump to 10? You went from two to 10. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. And so, yeah. um, and so the blocks are another place they kind of get you where they're selling you in blocks. And then you don't know that you've diminished. Sometimes um, one is tricky because you are using. You have like three licenses you're not using. So you're kind of overpaying. And then the other thing that's tricky is a lot of times they'll just automatically start charging you if whoever's administering the account just invites another person. So all of a sudden, oh. it'll jump brackets and you don't even know. You're like, I'm just inviting this dude because he has to come approve this bill or he has to come uh, look at this um, Zeppelin thing. And the minute you do it, it's like now you're over five. Now you're in the 10 bucket. Now you're triple the cost. And all of a sudden, you're getting billed. And the guy actually using the tool is rarely the person who cares about the budget. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, <laughs> these separations of power, right? He's just driving up costs. No one really knows if it's being used and it's being, you know. 
So, yeah, controlling costs on them is a little bit tricky in general. And, and typically when people want, you know, when they see a SaaS project or a project, when they see a product that they're interested in, um, are these typically, is this something that they're throwing a credit card down on? Yeah. Are you getting invoiced? Like, Rarely how, invoiced. How, <laughs> how crazy could Johnny Designer get? Yeah, really quick. <laughs> by inviting more people to your group. I would say all of the when smaller. They, I guess I should position this a better way. What kind of process would you put in place or what would you have to look out for if there was a small organization that wanted to get into some of these SaaS projects and lose, you, uh, use some of these that would be very valuable for their business, yeah. um, but also are pretty budget conscious, right? right. Food truck guy's not crushing it. He can yeah. have a lot of people. So one thing we see people do is that, um, number one, obviously there's a control around you know any kind of expenditure, but number two is uh, what we do actually is just like a monthly audit. So we have our accountant just go down all, we, we include all the SaaS products into one category in QuickBooks. Then they kind of crank down anything that's a reoccurring monthly expense. And they just verify, hey, are we using this? Hey, is this license correct? Hey, what's going on? You know, and so we can kind of categorize those and audit. But, you know, it's, it's labor intense. But that's what we do to kind of make sure how are, you know, how are we controlling the costs around those reoccurring expenses. And little ones, typically just credit card and you're cranking away. Bigger ones, like if you're going to buy, I know like Salesforce will charge you, you know, upfront for the full 12 months for all of your 10 or 20 or 30 salespeople. So that tends to be kind of expensive. So yeah. that would be an invoice, generally speaking, and you can pay on a credit card. But generally speaking, they're still sending you an invoice. But all of the sort of littler stuff in the market is just you putting a card in your jam, like Buffer. That's not going through a procurement. That's not, I mean, there's no invoicing. It's just card and go, right? Yeah. So, and then, I mean, I know like with you, ZipTech, for example, you got 240 engineers. So right. it's a lot of people. Like They yeah. invite one friend. You got a serious problem. <laughs> you got licensing issues. <laughs> yeah. A lot of licensing <laughs> issues. Yeah. Um, the, uh, which, you know, with, which comes to, and every time I always think of some of these bigger projects and bigger products and stuff like that, because like you said, in your design staff, you have five different tools was it mm-hmm. seven something like that yeah. anyways um all of these have to communicate together somehow and all of them have to be able to talk to each other somehow i mean has the world figured out how to properly integrate these tools so it's it's extremely difficult so you'll go obviously you get sold on the fact that my hotspot talks to my salesforce and my outreach talks to my salesforce um and then even large companies, so I went through an acquisition from Zinch to Chegg, and they acquired a bunch of products saying that they talked to each other. And in the end, honestly, all we did is rewrite everything. Right? So we, we literally up, did. I'm, I'm picking up a little vibe that <laughs> integration is the snake oil, the snake oil. <laughs> of, of 20, so of the you, new century. Yeah, I mean, so let me give you a specific example. So at Chegg, they, we had all these things. They had APIs. They, we rewrote everything into one common language, one common database. It was so much easier to get integration perfect and the user experience to be perfect. So that's what we did there. But let me give you a real example for two products that are not owned by the same company. So Outreach and Salesforce. We talked with a company locally, right? And we were just kind of seeking their feedback about, hey, what type of sales, tool, sales tools should we be using? And Outreach is an independent product from Salesforce, but Outreach is not a CRM. And so... So what, so let me, so what, was, what do they do? So Outreach does like, it takes like your database of customers and it helps you organize them into um, groups of campaigns and sequences. Okay, so it's a, it's a communication tool that right. jumps on top of Salesforce. Communication, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so... 
with that tool, we were talking to these guys, they have 350 salespeople, right? And so they have different people doing like the BDR role, some people doing the AE role. And, you know, these tools, I mean, outreach really only works on Salesforce. That's all they do is the Salesforce integration. And still they were like, yeah, but we can create specific rules that like this guy can't go to step two unless this happens or whatever. And then you go to Salesforce and either that data is not there and then the button hangs up or you click that and that logic is supposed to happen. But then you get into Salesforce and the, it didn't show up in the report and the logic didn't really happen. So a lot of tricky places these guys were telling us where um, they would click on things and they wouldn't work or they wouldn't behave and we couldn't add people to campaigns. And so it works 90% of the time pretty good. Well, right? and, and SaaS is like the only area where people get away with that. Right. <laughs> if, I, if I picked up my car and for one second the stereo didn't work, yeah. it doesn't affect my ability to get from A to B. Right. It's all functioning. But if my stereo doesn't work, I'm right back to the dealership. You're right back to the dealership. SaaS seems to be getting away with all yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, so people have kind of learned to deal with, you know, somewhat seamless. Oh, we had the same problem with HubSpot and Salesforce where you thought all of your leads coming from the marketing website were getting to Salesforce. And then Salesforce, if they closed a deal, then you could like update stuff in HubSpot so that they would go into different campaigns. And, and, and HubSpot's just the email blasting tool. Well, it's a marketing automation. So like you have okay. all of these different rules and configuration around like what messaging would happen if they came back to the site or what email campaign should I put them in based on information in the in the CRM if we talk to them or, yeah. or if they hit different pages or downloaded different information. So they have to sync very, very intimately, and and it works pretty good most of the time, but it's not perfect, and it's really hard to make perfect because you're talking about two different full companies, two different development teams, two different databases, two different... I, I changed something, and they didn't, and so the coordination is extremely difficult. Even if they have these public APIs that are supposed to be perfect, it's extremely difficult to get a rich user experience that just nails it, right? That's perfect. Well, and not to put you on the spot here too much, but... I mean, how, how do you fix it? How do we get to a place where that can be? Or is this just yeah. an unsinkable putt, so to speak? Yeah, so typically then you're like, hey, you know, I want to escalate this. And you're going to support and you're trying to manage between these two companies because you're raising support tickets between both and you can't get it to quite work. And so um, it becomes a little bit difficult, especially for people who don't have development expertise because a lot of these integrations too are kind of um, point and click kind of menus. And so some of those integrations, some of those things you can do is um, you can do with some custom development. And then also what a lot of people end up doing, like what we've done in the past year, we've helped people build very custom um, contact management systems or even just mini ERPs for their business. And be because people are just sick of trying to integrate all these things and it only gets them 80% there, right? It's like building so, a WordPress site and you really just need to build your own site because you can get everything you really wanted. So a lot of people are coming to us just saying, hey, Build us something, you know, that's much simpler than all these solutions, but it only does what I need to do, but it does exactly what I need to do. So we're getting a lot of people coming to us for custom dev solutions, whether it's well, ERP or still CRM. Leverage some of these, you know, um, SaaS products and tools, but having some kind of custom platform. Yeah, it lets you I mean, at a certain all. point if you buy a house and you're changing every single room. Right. It's it's just time to build your own. Yeah. House. Yeah. It's not a spec <laughs> home anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah. no, no, it's a custom home. You know, and and so obviously being predominantly on the sales uh, part of the business, and speaking for the commercial side, almost everything I do revolves around reporting. Mm -hmm. All I hear, the give me my numbers, where are my numbers, I want my yeah. numbers, I want my numbers. You have a business built on all these different products. <laughs> 
I don't understand how really we're going to be able to get any data on anything at all when <laughs> part of the things being done by Salesforce, the other things being done by like, and then <clears throat> like Mitch Hedberg has a great joke. And he's talking about his pants and his belt. And he's like, I he's like, I got the belt and the belt loop. Who's the real hero? <laughs> <laughs> the belt's keeping my pants on. The belt loop's keeping my belt on. I don't really know. I don't know. This <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm wondering, like, how how are you supposed to get any kind of real reporting when you have all, all these tools? Yeah, really difficult. So people are kind of going about that in two different ways. One, people are just automating their silo. And then... There's some touch points. So marketing is automating, you know, the website and they're automating conversions. And then, you know, inside of Salesforce, you're automating, you're really optimizing around like your closed cycles and everything else. So people are just saying, automate your own thing. And then we'll give the marketing team their own numbers and the sales team their own numbers. And you can do the same thing, whether it's, even if it's, you know, fulfillment, even if it's inventory, everybody's automating their silo because that's the tool they have, right? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they'll roll that up into sort of like an executive dashboard or yeah, a total dashboard. Yeah, some kind of master dashboard. Yeah, <laughs> so sometimes they're doing that in Excel and they're just like, what are your numbers for the week? Hey, what are your numbers for the week? And that causes, there's extreme amount of like I mean, could you get problems. any more frustrated <laughs> if you have 17 SaaS solutions <laughs> and all those numbers go into an Excel spreadsheet right. anyways? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? So there's, tons of, there's tons of inaccuracy, right? And so that's a big challenge. And then sometimes you can just export all this stuff and then when you export it, you can then throw it into some sort of data warehouse and then you can kind of report on those numbers. The problem is, is that all of those things are very error prone. And so each department or each person running that specific tool needs to go verify that on the main report, those numbers are correct. And so you end up, what you end up doing is when you're doing actual business decision making, you end up making, looking at those dashboards or looking at those spreadsheets and making these judgment calls about where to steer the ship on stuff that kind of is inaccurate or wasn't reported right or whatever because you're not you're not in the actual source of record yeah, so it yeah, gets yeah. you end up you end up making some bad decisions and all of a sudden it's like that's not right and that's not the right number and that's not so the intelligence that runs the business is very difficult and that's why we've seen I mean Tableau is a massive acquisition for a ton of money because I think intelligence inside of these organizations because of all these disparate systems is way way more um, difficult to get at right and that's actually the pain that we felt at ZipTech and why we started building kind of, you know, our own solution. Yeah. And so, and so, I mean, that to your point is we have lots of SaaS products. I mean, when you're shopping in the market, um, what should you be looking for? I mean, are, are we really, is, is now an appropriate time to go out and really see like who are the new software companies and solutions that are combining tools? Yeah, I think so, so. There's new products coming up, right? That I think have combined some of these efforts, and then I think that there are some large organizations that have um, acquired and they're starting to consolidate, um, and so that you know we can get those better user experiences and really crisp intelligence. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's ultimately going to have to be the name of the game and where we go because you just you it, this cannot continue, and I'm not going to have, like, one separate thing for my shoes and another one for the laces. <laughs> you know? Like, really at difficult. some point. Someone's going to create like, a killer product that sells both. Well, it's you know, it's like my bill pay, right? Like, I use my banking bill pay just because it's where I can do everything at once. Right. And even Xfinity has me nailed. Why? Because they do my cable, my internet, my security system. Like. Right. It's true. Somebody, there's a real value to being able 
to like, listen, I just want to pay one guy. Yeah. I don't want to deal with all these yeah. licenses. Like keeping the amount of information straight. I mean, the fat, what was that guy's product called? Sassify? Sassify. <laughs> the fact that that would be a need, I need a, I need a bill paying app to pay my bills <laughs> for my bills. I got to pay the bill for my bill paying app. Like seriously, yeah. is that where we are? Yeah. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I think we'll see that more and more. Awesome. Well, Cash, guess what, buddy? Another great week. Let's, let's wrap this up. In the books. Somebody is somebody's pulling up to their office right now. It's the, prefer, the perfect commuter podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, all right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Um, we do have a Twitter now. So it's techtails underscore are in there somewhere um, on Twitter. So you can uh, send us any kind of topics you want us to address on Twitter. And then um, always you can hit us up at hello at um, I think it's hello at ziptech.com or any of those various platforms. Anyways, hugs and kisses. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Tech Tales. Tech Tales is sponsored by ZipTech, custom development and Encore CRM. Win faster with Encore. If you have a topic you'd like the guys to discuss, email us at hello at ziptech.com.